powerful way for systems to self-correct is when people withdraw their participation, right? When they simply leave, when they vote with their feet. Um, and I already mentioned this in a previous video with some examples about um, self-correction. And here I want to go a little deeper because I think it's a very important concept and it's almost totally counterintuitive, right? In traditional organizations, you know, you've, you've been given a, a job or a project team or you've been asked to join a meeting, you can't simply walk away, right? Um, really, that's the last thing you should do. I mean, that, you know, that most likely will get you fired, right? Because the whole construct is that some people, um, you know, towards the top of the organization in their experience and knowledge and wisdom, um, have decided that this project is important or this role is important or this meeting is important. And then, you know, our role is to execute on that, right? So you can't simply walk away or this whole edifice sort of will start crumbling. Now in self-management, no one is forcing you, you know, to take up a role or a project or to be in a meeting, right? Um, if you don't like it, you can simply walk away. Now, obviously don't misunderstand me when I'm, I'm not advocating for the fact that, hey, I, you know, this thing is a little boring, let me just stop doing it. Um, that never happens in self-managing organizations, right? Remember, in most self-managing organizations, people really identify with their work and their organization. So if there's, you know, part of my job that is boring but is useful, of course I will do it, right? Um, obviously. What I'm talking about is moments where I feel that, hey, you know what? My time here doesn't feel very useful. Like, this is leading nowhere. Like, you know, I'd better spend my time elsewhere. That would be much better for the organization and its purpose, right? Um, and in that case, you know, by any means, walk away, right? So walking away in that case should not only be tolerated, it should be actively encouraged, right? Uh, and that sounds crazy. Uh, and the reason for that is that uh, when people withdraw their participation, they're actually acting on a very precious weak signal. And here I want to bring in this very important notion of weak versus noisy signals, um, which is something that I almost never hear people talk about. And um, to be honest, I didn't talk about it uh, much in the book at all, but um, it's this notion that uh, most problems start by giving up weak signals. And only over time do they grow into these bigger problems with noisy signals, right? We, we probably all notice from you know, our private lives, right? Like when, um, I don't know, if, if somebody has a burnout or um, you know, some, some illness or a pretty ugly divorce or in, in almost all of these cases, you know, these big noisy disruptive signals, um, actually, if we, we look back, um, already were preceded by a lot of weakest signals that we simply fail to listen to. Right? And so the whole goal of self-correction and self-management is to pick up the weak signals while they're still weak and they're very easy to correct and pretty much no harm is done yet. And so, hey, I pick up a weak signal and you know, the system starts self-correcting. Rather than what happens in many larger organizations, some people hear these weak signals, but they don't get picked up by the hierarchy and so the, you know, the problems go bigger and bigger and at some point they become these huge problems and then you know, it's a very painful um, correction that happens. Right? Um, so 
people actually feeling like, you know what, this doesn't feel right. Like, you know, my time isn't well spent here. My time is better spent elsewhere. Um, is a fantastic way to pick up on signals while they're still really weak. I mean, it's really just sort of an intuition like, hmm, you know, this doesn't feel right. I really want to spend my time elsewhere. That, that feels more useful. Um, and so by any means, let's try to pick up on that signal. And let's encourage people in that case to really walk away, vote with their feet. Because then one of two things will happen, right? Um, either, well, actually nothing happens. You know, the person simply walks away, nobody notices, nobody cares. Wow, you know, that's the best you know, proof that this thing that we were working on wasn't useful. You know, somebody's walking away, nobody even notices, right? So by any means, we shouldn't have spent any more time doing it. So great that, you know, you stop wasting any time. Or somebody does notice and raises the alarm bell, right? And says like, hey, hey whoa, you know, we can't simply drop this. You know, this, like, one of our most important clients is waiting for this. Like, we can't drop this. And what happens then is that you have a conversation that allows that self-correction to happen. Right? You talk to that person, hey, you can't simply walk away. Okay, so what do we need to do to make it you know, interesting again, to make it valuable again, so that you feel like you know, you're spending your time valuably? And this can take many different forms, right? That you might not necessarily associate with voting with your feet. So I, I'd like to give you some examples, right? Um, in a previous video, I've talked about um, how this applies to projects that you run in the organization, right? And if you're interested in the book Reinventing Organizations, you can read the part about sort of project management. And I was talking in particular about this one organization called Sun Hydraulics. They make hydraulic parts and so they have a very large engineering department. And what is fascinating is that, you know, there's like hundreds of projects happening at the same time in the engineering department. And they do entirely without the whole project management edifice where you would sort of prioritize all these projects and then, you know, at all times sort of know if that project is in, you know, green, everything's going well or orange or red. And all of that reporting is gone. They simply trust that people do what they feel is most valuable, right? And so if somebody walks away from a project, um, then one of these two things will happen that I talked about, like, well, it wasn't that important, so nothing happens. Or somebody says, no, 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 we can't drop that project. And so then it gets um, you know, reworked, self-corrected, and improved. Um, I, you know, the, I think I mentioned Valve. You know, Valve is the largest um, computer game maker in, in the world. And everybody there sort of has these um, you know, mobile desks and, and, and mobile chairs. And, you know, you join a project. If you don't like it, you just simply leave, right? Which is, which sounds crazy, but is really the best way to pick up on weak signals. Um, I also mentioned meetings, right? Um, I, I remember, um, you know, Laurent Ledoux telling about his experience in the Belgian Ministry um, of Transport, where it sort of introduced a rule, like, you know, if your presence at a meeting feels useless, you know, by any means, leave. You know, don't stay if it if it feels useless. So that can be sort of a norm, a, a rule that you institute. Um, or take the example of Favi, right? This uh, organization, um, you know, in the north of France, they produce you know parts for the automotive industry, um, and you know the whole factory and everything is organized in these self-managing teams. 
and there's this rule that you know if for some reason you don't like it in your team you know you can just leave you can just go and ask another team to join them right and and that is really interesting because it's a very good self-correcting mechanism you know if for some reason in our team the atmosphere is bad you know if something isn't working you know i'm out of here now if several people do that you know that will for sure prompt a conversation about you know what's happening in the team and then the team will self-correct and maybe people will come will come back right um another version of this is you as a leader making invitations right you might remember a previous video where I talked about the fact that um, a big shift uh, that happens is that you, instead of simply appointing people to projects, um, you now you only make invitations. Hey, I, f I feel we should really work on this. Who wants to join this effort? And sometimes you have lots of people joining and sometimes nobody shows up. And, and that's a wonderful weak signal, right? Let's not get this thing launched if nobody in the organization is excited about it, right? It means that either it's not important and it shouldn't even happen, or maybe it's important, but you haven't been able to articulate it yet in a way that is compelling. So, you know, also let's not start it. Let, you know, let's set that, you know, self-correct it and suddenly people will come and join you. Um, some of you might be familiar with um, open space technology, right? Um, it's a way to run a workshop with sometimes you know everybody in the organization with a very large number of people to start um, looking at what are the problems that we have and how we do we address them and the whole principle of open space is basically people vote with their feet right there is no set agenda at the beginning so people you know discuss what the problems are and then you know you have all these problems and then people just go towards the team and self-organize to try to address these different these different problems um, another example um, is in Holacracy, the fact that uh, no meeting starts with an agenda that would have been set before, right? And again, that sounds counterintuitive, right? Um, it's almost a rule of a well-run meeting is that there's a very clear agenda and the agenda has been set up front uh, so people can prepare. And what uh, people, you know, doing Holacracy and some of these other methodologies is to say, no, 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 what we want is to see what is, you know, where is the energy at the moment people start the meeting? Because maybe otherwise we have an agenda point that was decided three weeks ago, but by the time the meeting comes, this is really not the most important thing we should be spending our time on, and then everybody is, is wasting the time. By put, making the agenda on the fly, you know, we're sure that we're really working on the, on the right issues. Right? And could be many more examples. Um, but so it's a fundamental principle is that we want to honor when people withdraw their participation and feel that their time should be better spent elsewhere. That's a wonderful weak signal. And you know, one really powerful way to think about it is to contrast what happens in traditional organizations with organizations where this is allowed and encouraged. Right? So in traditional organizations, I mean, how much of our energy and our time is wasted on stuff that doesn't feel that useful, right? Um, you know, I've been part of many projects where if I was honest, you know, very early on, I had a sense that, yeah, I would deliver the project, but nothing would really be implemented. Nothing would really would happen, you know. Um, how many jobs, you know, are bullshit jobs? I mean, you know, there's like a whole 
book written about the fact that so much in our economy is, is sort of bullshit jobs. How much of our time do we spend in meetings and people complain because they know that these meetings aren't useful. I mean, so an enormous amount of our time and energy is wasted. Now compare that with an organization where no time is ever wasted or almost none because as soon as I feel that my time is wasted, you know, I walk away, I do something else, right? Um, that's one of the ways to understand why self-managing organizations seem to be so extraordinarily productive, so extraordinarily powerful, is because if they're not, you know, the system simply self-corrects, you start doing something else, or you do what you were doing, but you correct it um, because there's no reason to continue doing it in a wasteful way. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.